Morning, we're in uh, Perak Tezayin Pasuk Dalid. The final stage of Shimshin's attempt to get the Plishtim under control, which will definitely make a Rashim and leave a Rashim. Unfortunately, at Azza already last week, he made a tremendous Rashim, walked away with the entire gate and part of the wall, brought it up to the mountain, walked many miles, and did it in full view of everyone. Lamaisa, whatever the pshat in the bomb, what looked like the Maisa's nurse, whether it happened, whether it didn't, if there was an Isser Dwarbanan yet, it, according to the Gemara, was a Michshel and Tchilas the uh, call it Nefila, the Kilkel started in Azar now in Nachal Seirik, the most uh, damaging and the most complex or mysterious, hard to understand because as we mentioned last week we didn't exactly know who she was despite knowing her name which the Gemara Darshan is Dalila Lashen Dal that she weakened him and made him an Ani in every aspect that was important in his uh, Kayach, which stands from his Ruchnius, stands from his Naziris. And last night somebody gave me a bottle of wine special for Nazirim, since they were finishing the Masechta. 14%. And I looked at it, and Taka is special for Nazirim because it's made out of berries. But it actually taste, I'm often the big wine drinkers, I had to taste it to find out what we're talking about. It's an absolute uh, shahakal brain of fushes. I told him, put a sign on the outside. He said, no, look at the back, there's a little brocha, brichasa shahakal. If you're sending that for shalachmanis, probably from Eretz Yisrael, make a big sign. Shahakal brain of fushes. If it's not their first drink, then they definitely can't read the sign. Right. And it's a small print in the back, which I'm not tying on the, yeah, if it's Shaila and Pshitas Rashi and Megillah, can you be Eitzi with schnapps? They didn't have schnapps then. Could they have made wine like this? Yeah. But how much Zechel and Ace does it have to be? So I wouldn't use this Dafka if this is going to be your Yese Milimuda, your Vias, the two or three or four. It might as well be Eitzi, Lacholodeus, and have something made out of grapes. But I was surprised. The small taste, again, I'm not from the connoisseurs. But it tasted like wine with a berry flavor, but it's not a mix. It's made out of berries. And they got the bugs out uh, beforehand. It has all sorts of uh, it's highly processed and strained. And it's straight shahakal. So if that becomes popular enough, that's the next wave. You send the any out? Doesn't sound familiar, no? It's Shahakal. Obviously, there's no uh, Shaila. It's Kasha for Anazir. Is it Marazayan? Looks like a regular bottle of wine. Just has a picture of a berries in the front and no grapes. So just be careful and inspect what you get. So the compromising of the Naziris could be addressed up in many ways. Part of the big tumult by Ultimate Chava is. Why did he drink it? And how did Chava get it to him? So some say 
it's Adas's grapes. She squeezed it, the first grape juice. And they didn't know. So he had grape juice. That's not due to the series. You can't have anything from the tree, the grapes, the grape juice, the Yetzimina grapes. She didn't genetically modify it. She just uh, handed it to him. But you have to check the label and see what's going on. Uh, that mushal with Adam and Chava is actually very apropos over here. Not to Khalila compare Chava, who is the uh, aim of humanity and buried in the Maras Pela, not to compare her to Dalila, who we're going to struggle to find the positive things that he saw in her possibly in the first place. Lamaisa, the naivete, if you'll call it, of someone versus being down the kaschus and trusting people is really going to be part of the theme over here. So we always encourage, be down the kaschus. We also remind people of chazal, chabdeo v'chadsheu. We wouldn't like to apply this to a spouse. So the focus is not on the spouse, even though we happen to be talking about somebody who was married to him. Married in terms of Shimshin is debatable. We'll get to that in a few moments. Adam Chava or Adam Chava. The perfect first uh, union, and they were absolutely married, even though there were no Edom. Uh, it wasn't Shracha Edom. It was the, uh, it was the best Edom. The Kash Baruch was there, but uh, it's not Kash Edom, and you need two humans. But they were married. And something went wrong. It's the only thing that went wrong, but it w- went very wrong. He trusted her. She handed him something, trusted her. Whether it was in liquid format, he couldn't tell. Or he, she told him something else. Whatever the Havamina was, or he knew when he was trying to increase the Sahara to increase the Nisayan, to get more schar. Whatever Mahalach you take, it was complex. We're talking about very, very great people. Here we're talking about Shimshin, who was very great, and Dalila, who we're not sure who she was, Bechlal. He definitely saw something, and there was potential, and he uses a Lashen Vayav, which he doesn't use by the other two, but the choices are, she was Jewish Miyasoid, living near the Plishtim, and sort of not that with the program, but enough with the program that Shimshin saw potential or saw good right now when he married her, and she went off later. Second choice is, she was a Gieris from the Plishtim, still living in that area and had some association or no association until they came to bribe her. And choice number three is that she was a plishti, a plishtis, and he was her. Choice number three B is she was a plishtis and he wasn't her because we had that diak from the Rambam last week that he was Lashon Yachid, he was only Megayer, one of them, and we know he was Megayer, the first one. So those are three or four choices, none of them are that great and they weren't living in central B'nai Barak Yushalayim, pick your from neighborhood, because Shimshin couldn't live with his people because he was trying to act as a renegade, and uh, they weren't sure, and he wanted to make sure the Plishtim weren't sure, so he sort of had to settle on your local cave, uh, local to some village somewhere between Eretz Plishti and Shevet Yehuda and Shevet Dan and middle of nowhere. So that's the first point I want to make just in defense of Shimshin, because we don't have too many of them afterwards. He saw something very positive about her, didn't have that many choices, and there's a chiv to get married. Let's keep that in mind, and I didn't mention that yet. 
just to the introduction here, why would he do this? The answer is, what are the choices? In life, you have to look at the choices, and there's a chiv to get married. No chiv to get married on her. I'm not sure whether she's Jewish, you have any chiv. Uh, a guy has no chiv to get married, per se, as an institution of marriage, just very good for society, because it's normal. And they have a chiv of sheves, perhaps. The sheves yisara, the sobarol, the sheves yisara to populate the world. I don't know if they didn't have any children, but it's certainly not mentioned here, so... I don't know if that was the intent. It sounds like if you have to ask somebody in the middle of the street, does Shimshon have children? The guess would be no. We don't know that for a fact, but it doesn't mention anybody here. So he's a chiv to get married. So he's a chiv. She, even if she's a yid, she never has a chiv per se. There's a very strong Indian Chiv Durabonim, maybe, not to remain single, but he is a chiv to get married. And at this point, there aren't too many. Yiddish women who would risk it. So one positive thing, and we're looking for the positive before we get to the disaster. One positive thing about her, she's willing to marry him. And I have to imagine, based on the Pesukim we're going to see, that this was not Saif Maisa Mashavat Chila, that she got married to him, Amanas, to weaken him, to turn him in. Nobody says that. She wasn't that bad, and she's pretty bad. As the marriage progressed, we don't know how many months, years, she, in her mind, he'd ask her, what were you thinking? He'd say, look, I, I care about him, and he can't go on like this. He's getting older, which was not true. His strength didn't come from physical strength, and getting older was not in over here. But she decided he's getting older, and he's a fugitive, and he can't keep this up, and they're going to catch him. I'm trying to save his life. I have that guarantee. They're not going to kill him, which they didn't. They just tortured him and were mavaza him, which was worse, maybe, in this case. And she decided that she has to do this. That's not much of a defense. But at least it wasn't, I'm getting married to you. I know a, I know a guy by the name of Shimshon in her mind. I don't call him a guy. He's a Gadar, but the, in her mind. This is a guy. Is it, I should really help him out. I'm going to marry him. I'm going to ask to turn him in. It doesn't sound like that. Sounds like she married him. She was willing to be a Mason Fish. Nobody else wanted to marry him. Or it was difficult. I say difficult. It wasn't impossible because it was a taina on Shimshon why he married her. And in order for it to be a taina, there had to be other options. So either the option was he's a loner because that's his job in life and it's a difficult job and, and he's potter from being married just like he's potter from staying around from areas and he has to go to the police and do all sorts of strange things. Okay, so that's part of a job. So then there are exceptions, rare, or find a regular normal firm girl and... Whoever takes the risk, L'shem Shemayim, if nothing goes wrong, well, Siyat HaShemayim, which they would have had, because they wouldn't lose the strength to continue to have Siyat HaShemayim. Those are the choices. Shemshin didn't see it this way, and apparently he felt this is the only choice. Where did he go wrong? The answer is, Lamaisa, at the end of the day, the Chazal says Shemshin went after his eyes. Um, Someone first should point out over here, it doesn't even say that she had tremendous yoifi, and it spells it out by other women in Tanakh. It doesn't say it here. You say it doesn't say it over here because it was Lara and it was to his detriment. It doesn't highlight it, maybe. Or it doesn't say it because uh, it was nothing that stood out, but Shimshon at this point was having a downward spiral and part of what got him already, we'd say, bent out of shape, but in a Ruchnius dig away, is what just happened in Aza, even though as a campaign against the Plishtim, it was a tremendous success. He scared them out of their wits, he walked away with the wall, and Lamai Yishmu Viro, we accomplished that. 
But in doing that, he was machal a bit of his kedusha, and the Malbim says this is next to the parasha before because the downward spiral avera gereres avera. It depends if you learn achrei kain is mufalug or slamuch as machalig is tanaim. I mean, right afterwards, the way he made the Rosh Hashanah Pishtim, did a good job. They actually didn't start up for a while, and this could have been a year or two later. How you learn the word Acharikain. The Malbim is learning was right afterwards, and this is part of his downward spiral. So, again, the positive things, she had some redeeming qualities at the beginning. She met Lashen Shemai at the beginning, maybe. The Geras was good, if there was a Geras, perhaps, unless she was originally Jewish or. The Geras never really got off the ground, which is the worst-case scenario. So um, I'm not particularly married to that mahalach, no pun intended. Pretty immediate. It could be they were married for a week, a month, a year, two years. It's not really important because she's going to fold and become corrupt either very quickly or quick enough because there's no excuse. And she makes really uh, difficult uh, decisions, but difficult or not that she should have had a struggle. But in her mind, it was difficult because the justification, again, is I'm helping my husband. And the blindness over here that she had, she wasn't helping anybody. She was destroying herself and, more importantly, destroying Shimshin. And it was all because of money, which might shock everybody here. How can that be? Remember, here's the thing. That money could... uh, it's a um, shocking turn of events. We're not trying to be sarcastic. We're trying to show that uh, if there's money involved, and apparently for her, this is a serious amount of money. Why would a lady like this marry Shimshin? I don't think he had any money. Even though he had the ability, while he's causing damage by the police him to take whatever he wants. It doesn't sound like he did. And he's trying to show he's doing it just because he's angry. And he's living in a cave somewhere. Uh, doesn't mean he didn't have having or not having the olden days relative. It could be she was a poor single girl living in a village and she had zero money or was in negative territory and she just had to eat and get married. At least you have some panasa. Otherwise, somebody could look up the conversion uh, table here for the uh, currency. Um, this is supposed to be what they're, they're going to offer her. It's supposed to be a lot of money. And... It's presented as a lot of money, or else it wouldn't have been enticing. And they realize that as his loyal wife, at least she started off like that, they can't just ask her to do it without a serious amount of money. And the people that came to make the offer are the heads of states themselves, which is very unusual. You send a shliach, send the secretary of state. Send somebody who is chashav enough, but not the king. That's uh, five city states. Why they come themselves and they had to travel up a mountain? Like, a little embarrassing. The answer is, they really have to get this done. They're very nervous about Shimshin. They don't know when he's going to strike again. And they're concerned that this might be the only way to do it. So they come with a promise of a tremendous amount of money. And she is blinded by that. And then she convinces herself, yes, my husband is in danger. We can't keep this up, but I'm going to protect him. And it's the lesser of the two evils. And then all the explanations uh, went into effect. Lamaisa, when we spoke about Lifneiver, and Lifneiver said yeah, about uh, bribing officials, which is us to do. So during uh, Abscam, I think we were using it as an example. It was, uh, they got a lot of people. It was a running campaign, and they basically just 
panelist, and I think it was over 95%. There was one who didn't take. No? Did I describe it? We went through the details. One, two. They, and it was easy. They, they were amazed. It was one of the most sex, successful campaigns. But that time is afterwards. That it was sort of like a political hit list. Okay. That's uh, got to be some politics in it. But whoever's on the list uh, probably shouldn't be taking money for it. And um, there was one normal fellow who claimed afterwards, I think, to his credit, I'm not here to be over but uh, as soon as they offered it, he said, I think that might be illegal. Let me step aside and call my attorney. And it was illegal, and he calls the attorney. He's the only guy, the guy handing the money was an FBI agent, so he didn't press the issue. Everybody else found nothing wrong and sounded good to him. And that's how they caught everybody. Senators, congressmen, that's a couple of mayors in there. They make money anyway, whatever they make, they make. How much more is this going to add to the pot? I don't remember what the sum of money was. Probably wasn't as much as this. Most people figure, why not? And uh, the yeshiv is, everybody's doing it. I don't know what their yeshiv was. Her yeshiv is really lishma. Got to protect them. He can't continue like this. So she misunderstood. She made herself to misunderstand that the kayach is from a baruch Hu, And it's a nace. So if a nace, what do you mean you can't continue? What does it mean? She's a smart lady, if she is. So... How do you even understand what she's thinking? The answer is, if there's a lot of money involved, I don't know if you have to ask such a question if you have to understand it. That's what is about to unfold over here. Pasuk And that was part of the promise. Find out what the secret to his strength is. How are we going to overpower him? We're going to arrest him, bind him up, torture him. Implicit in that is we're not going to kill him. And that for her was already a fair deal. Many of us say, each one of us, these are five Sarnay Plishtim, each one of us is going to give you 1,100 Silver pieces. I don't know what silver pieces means. Is that the regular currency? Silver, silver was real silver then. 1,100. That's an interesting, odd number. We wouldn't make anything of it. Apparently that was the going rate for governors who wanted to bribe wives into handing over their husbands. <laughs> I don't know where you picked a number like that, but it must have been obviously... Why? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, that's a great investment. I think that's... Uh, <laughs> so I hope they gave her something more solid. And they um, promised her, let's assume the shot that it's times five. Not everybody agrees to that. Some say that was the sum, and each one of the Sarnay Plishtim were guaranteeing it for the other one. Either way, it's supposed to be a lot of money, enough to get her attention. And they told her, figure it out, it might not be so easy. So that's why they're offering her a lot. And again, an implicit promise that they're not going to kill him, which they kept. No great credit is due. They use that to torture him more and to make fun of him and to uh, show how great they are. Pasuk Vav, Vatemer Delila El Shimshin, Hagidana Li, Bama Kachacha Gadol, Masa Asa La Nasecha. Yes? 
they like threaten her? They just like suggested. I mean, you asking did they hand it to her? No, no, no. The police chief came to her. Did they like like practically force her, like threaten her? No, un- unfortunately not. Well, sometimes they give people a job and they say, uh, this is the army, we want volunteers, you, you, and you, and we'll pay you something. It sounds like it was a lot of money, and no, they didn't torture her. It's part of the introduction was, who is this lady? See, if she used to be a plishtis and she converted, we understand it more. Nice amount of money, but you're one of us, the political issue, you know, have for your... Because that happened by the first lady from Timna. They sort of like said, come on, this guy came to make us poor, so why don't you help us out over here? So that's possible. Or she was a plishtis and she didn't, the gavers didn't even happen yet, in which case they suddenly felt she'd do it, but they still had to offer money. You have to start off, I don't think of all the evil things we're going to see about her, it wasn't so the married, she married him, it was a real marriage, uh, whether it was chal, different story, but let's assume it was, and she married him because she wanted to be married to him and she was possibly Mesa Nefesh because wasn't a, an easy position because the last lady got burnt literally so there's a mysterious Nefesh over here so if she was a Plishis and she's no longer a Plishis or she was a Jewish girl but living in that area and had nothing to do with the alliance of her former people they just offered her a lot of money uh, Yeah, no, so I'm sorry, we prefer, there's no reason to, I'm just, uh, there, I'm a freshman, differ, uh, differ in, their, in their view because we know by design, the Pussy doesn't tell us a lot about her. Uh, by Lady from Timna, we know there was a year in between, there was a Kadushin, and the Mepharshim, way in over there, there was a Geiris, a Geiris Hashem Isha, but she was Makabal Mitzvah. But uh, but it worked. Over here, it doesn't really talk about it because it's not important. It clearly, in the eyes of Chazal, was not the right thing for Shimshin to do. It wasn't good for him now. And the last stop at Azar wasn't good for him either, even though we had a way to explain that it technically was Nasser. And you could use the same thing over here. You could say there was a Geirus, Chabad Yevid. And uh, this is what he's doing because he has to get married. And he has to get married, he's not supposed to stay single. That's true. Most of the time we say, make it work. Here, it would have said, find somebody from Klai Yisrael and you'll find somebody who was was Nefesh. Or at this point, you could stop your crusade, which was mandated in Hashemayim, and you did enough damage, and the police will behave. And your putter, you go back to regular civilian life, which he had done already. He was a shevet in between for years at a time, and he had regular civilian life. And he didn't think that's what he's supposed to be doing now. It's hard to understand. It's totally in whether Acharei Kain is, Acharei Kain is Muflug or Samach. Did the plishtim lay low after the last thing in Aza? In which case, he should have just gone home and stayed home. Or was it immediate afterwards and part of the downward spiral because of the Avera Gvaris Avera, like the Malbim says. So she starts off, she gets, she gets the money, but she doesn't have the money yet. She, she's promised the money, and she's going to get to work. Pasig Vav. Delila El Shimshin, Secha. So, just a push-up shot, that's why we're offering a lot of options here, because it's very difficult to watch and painful, even though we all know the story. This is uh, almost depressing. We should never get depressed with learning sugis. But it's bad. And only in comparison to what's coming after that, Pelegesh Begiv and Pesamicha. But Pesamicha was one problem with one particular fellow and his mother. 
just to put out there, it's a shayla who the mother was, believe it or not, there's a shita that it was Delilah, to make matters more complicated, which means that goes with the mahalach, that she was a regular yid, because Micha, if you go with the Medrashim, that Micha is well known already, and it's a regular Jewish family, unfortunately. Rashi does not go. Rashi brings it and rejects it, and when we get there later on, but there are Rishayim a hold of it, believe it or not, and that they're going to dash in the Smicha Sapashis here, but we're quite a few weeks away from Pesel Micha. So it's not something that will, uh, as it unfolds, we're going to understand how somebody, the Madrega of Shimshon, could not see through this. The positive aspect of this is his golden midas, chabdeo v'chadsheu, means chabdeo v'chadsheu, first be mechabed, and you have to protect yourself. If it's a spouse, le'elenu, like this, doesn't come up very often, Baruch Hashem, then it's chabdeo and chabdeo, and uh, more so, and keep doing it, and shalom bayis is a big thing. And Adam and Chava was a one-time thing. Chava goes down history as one of the tzitkaniyas of all times. Delila goes down history as one of the biggest traders of all times. To contrast it as much as we can. And Shimshin would like to believe that what is clear to anybody learning this, Shimshin, you got to learn with all the Mepharshim and a lot of Hagdamas and commentary, which we're doing. But as you're getting to Psukim, you're wondering... How can Shimshon not see this coming? Answer is, he is a tzaddik and does not realize that the uh, downward spiral over here is on his madrega, tremendous yerida, which is going to get worse and worse and going to do him in, not in terms of Olam Haba, that he will redeem and do tshuva at the end, but in terms of his job as the ability to save Klai Yisrael. And we're reading, it's only a few psukim, they make the offer, promise to bring the money, she immediately comes to him, not so much Bederech Remez. It's a dinner, she says. Dinner is served, and at dinner she says, by the way, you never told me, how are you so strong, and how do you get this done, and how did you lift those gates again, and rip them out of the ground? That's the most recent Misa. So, a lot to learn here from Shalom Bayes, Many people would say, yes, yeah, a lot to learn from Shalom Bayez, what not to do. Not exactly. We're going to first learn the positive things about the Shalom Bayez, and then maybe we'll just put in what not to do. So the positive aspect over here is Shimshin's Havamina, which should be everybody else's maskana, unless you think she's trying to turn you into the uh, plishtim, which is, uh, Baruch Hashem, highly unlikely, is that if there are things being discussed and you have the ability to share and to uh, not cause a machlekes, then you should certainly do so. He had no havamina to share this, even though we have no pasuk from the beginning of Shimshin, a few months ago to now, that ever told us that he was sworn to secrecy. Keep that in mind. His mother never told him when he was a young child. By the way, you're a Nazir, that she told him. And you're a Nazir Shimshin, a special type of Nazir, she told him all the dinim. We have no Pesach, and the Mepharshim have no Raya, that he was ever told, by the way, your Kayach is tied in with your Naziris. Don't tell anybody that, because they might cut off your hair, and it could be compromised, and you're not going to be able to save Klai, so you might get yourself killed. 
even though you ask anybody who never learned Shimshin being, they'll say, of course, that was the big secret and he was sworn to secrecy. Never happened. He understood, because he was Shimshin, that I'm a Nazir and I have a superhuman strength and I'm a special type of Nazir and Nazir button never happened before. I have two things that are very unusual about me. And those are the two things. So in life, quite often, when you have two things that are very unusual, and these are the only two things jump off the page, they're probably related. No? So he came to the conclusion himself, if that's true, even if it might be true, certainly if it's obviously true, I better not tell anybody because you've got to go to sleep every night, and somebody can cut the hair, and you'll say, if he cut the hair, he's an honest, and why should he lose his strength? He didn't violate his Naziris B'mezid, and that's true. But if you violate your Naziris B'pshia by dealing with somebody who's a Rashanta and telling over things you shouldn't be saying over, then you're not an honest. You're not amazed either. You're sleeping, but you're a Pashayah for going to sleep if somebody might call the barber, especially since she keeps nagging and nagging and nagging. I want to know where your strength is from, then your antenna should be up. And the antenna was up. He started being Cheshit. And started being Cheshit from the get-go, but he was trying to carefully tiptoe and not really say the truth because it wasn't any of her business and it was dangerous, what were his options at this point? Let's think about this because there'd be no gaya over the nagging and pestering and all sorts of terrorist tactics she's going to use over the next uh, few days, weeks, months. Take us a few weeks, but how long this took, but she drove him absolutely crazy. What were his options? What were the better options? What he did was, he didn't say, because he assumed that's it's not usser, but it's a silly thing to do and is dangerous. So he didn't say, but every time he was nagged, and as it got worse and worse and worse, he kept being maram as he got closer to the truth without saying it until he actually broke down and said it. It might have been better to say from the get-go, that uh, you're my wonderful wife, uh, I can tell you almost anything except for this, and it's not open for discussion, do not bring it up again. Now, I would say don't try that at home, because there's no reason to, because everybody here has pretty short hair, and I didn't notice any secrets being, uh, I don't know what's going on to the yarmulke, but there's often not too many secrets that are being held you absolutely can't say. If there are, it might not even be about yourself. It's going to apply to the wife also. It's just Lashonara. You know something, and people are curious. You know something, trying to help somebody, and this, this can happen every day. And you're not at liberty to say, because it's Lashonara and it has no talus. So then, any nagging doesn't help. It's Lashonara. You can keep a safer Chavetz Chaim around you, open it up, and the part of the Chavetz Chaim that everybody loves quoting, but it's overquoted and misquoted, it's in a footnote, the Bear Maim Chaim, that for the relationship, uh, you can say Lashon Hara sometimes to a spouse. Way overquoted, way overdone. I mentioned it in Shirem a few times. And then it becomes people who don't understand where that's coming from think that every night at dinner, you chazer over all the Lashon Hara from the office, all the office politics, and everything happened during the day. She tells you everything happened on the block. And then, uh, and then what's for dinner? The Heter, if it exists... It's very rare. And the Chavaz Chaim himself has it in a footnote that maybe that's the Tehillah that you can help out and she's got to say it to somebody or you have to say it to somebody and that's therapeutic and there's room for that sometimes. Way overdone. Lashon Hara has kind of a kind of and often the reason it's pushed 
good people. It's just not machshiv lashon hara and metzishemer so much. So they just want to schmooze and they feel it's part of the relationship and therefore, what's so bad? I'm your wife. Lashon hara doesn't apply to me. I'm your husband. Lashon hara doesn't apply to me. The vast majority of the time, that's not true. Sometimes for the ta'elis of uh, having people explode, but then it's not a din in a husband and a wife. It's a din in anybody. The person's about to explode, but that presupposes they're about to explode after they really knew Hilchus Lashon Hara and learned it and learned the Musar and learned how horrible it is, and they still can't contain themselves. They got to talk to somebody and then they'll, it'll, it'll calm down. So then that's ta'elis. Call that therapy. So then there's a ta'elis, but you got to really think hard that's Tuchuya, not Hutra. And there's no special din by a spouse. It might come up more by a spouse. You've got to be very careful. And I can't, that's one of the big lessons over here. This wasn't Lashon Hara. This is Tama Said. But Matsushima Lashon Hara Said, a lot of it is about things you should say, things you shouldn't say, how to keep a secret, what shouldn't be discussed, what's going to lead to Lashon Hara. This wouldn't lead to Lashon Hara. It just, it was the secret to his existence, and he understood intuitively. He shouldn't be saying it, even though he's never told, don't say it. And of course you don't say it, because you don't know who you can trust. Well, if you can't trust the Lila, who, who can you trust? Use that line on anybody, even if they know nothing about Shimshim. If you can't trust the Lila, who can you trust? That's like, if you can't trust, I won't say the name. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it was a name that's uh, unfortunately he had a tikkun already, but he used it about himself during at a time when it, it was already well over the line of uh, any honesty in the business dealings. That he once used the line of something we know because we. If you don't know who I'm referring to, that's good. Um, not yet from, not alive right now, but uh, not yet from. He once said, "If you can't trust me, like if you can't." Uh, Famous last words. It's just if it's a hedge fund, you got to be careful. Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, scary, and he's not the epitome. She becomes the epitome of evil. He just uh, made many bad mistakes and started lying about it. But that's what happens when it comes to money, and you get into it. And uh, there are certain chabdev uh, chabcheo means you got to trust everybody made down the kafschus, and then you got to know that you got to protect yourself. And the last word I'm going to say on this. And next week we'll get into what's going to happen and what his response is going to be. Is there certain people in life who get sometimes bitter or sarcastic? Me, Tom, things that happen to them, let's say in business and they got burnt, and their line becomes only, it's only one phrase in the Gemara, two words, Chabdeu v'chadsheu. So their people go through life and their main motto is Chabdeu, and you also got to be Kepianar and Chadsheu. That's what Chazal meant. And there's some people who Chabdeu said very quick in an undertone, and their main theme in life is Chadsheu. That's not healthy either. You've got to have a healthy balance. There's still a chiv to be done, people who and people who have She might not have had a chasuz depending where she came from, which is part of the machlekes. And he should have seen right away that whatever chasuz she might have had, she lost. Because at dinner, you don't normally bring up, by the way, what is the power of your strength? And the Lush and the Pasuk over here in Vav is, you never told me, and just how can we bind you up to torture you? But what does that do to the first part of the question? Isn't that a red flag? Like a really big one? So, what she meant, and the way she's going to explain this, Shailiz, how at that point Shimshin didn't realize there's a big problem over here, she actually went through the motion. She said, I want to tie you up. 
sometimes while he was awake. It gets worse as it goes on. So he asked, why are we tying me up? He says, no, we just want to, you told me about this, uh, this secret. I just want to test it to make sure you're in good shape. And then she's going to yell, plishtim alecha. And he's going to, first time, burst out very easily. Second time, not as easily. Third time, not at all. First time, second time, what was the explanation? She said it because the police were really in the next room. What did she tell him afterwards? He said, okay, good, Baruch Hashem, I see it's working. That's not what she said. She said, I'm very upset, you didn't tell me the truth, and you don't really love me, and what kind of marriage is this? So, Shemshin has the right at this point, the Chabdeo should be whispered, and the Chacheo should be yelled. But that's not a Mahalach on life for most people. And even though the people who do this sometimes have a reason for getting into that mode, it's not healthy. And it spills over to relationships which should be the major emphasis on Chabdeu and a little bit Chasheu just to protect yourself. And the closer the people are to you, the more Chasakashras they have, the smaller font the Chasheu is. It's still got to be there. Chazal say both. See, you say Chazal put it in the same font, it's 50 50. No, it's not. Most normal people you have as guests. We have a chazoch time. You have a guy who needs a place for the night? Make sure everything's safe and the silver is where it's supposed to be. You never met the guy and give him a bed and give him breakfast. Tell him what time minion is. And that's done often. So that's chadeu. And uh, don't be a uh, complete nar. Okay. And then there's people who, from their look, look like they need a Yeshua in many places. So then put a little in the chadeu. But you can still try to do the mitzvah. You can't become sarcastic and stop doing mitzvahs and stop uh, That's not an option. Unless you're married to Dalila, which nobody here is, nobody on this computer is. And that's the very delicate balance. We have to pull out of here what you can learn from Shimshon Sterling Midas of how much he wanted to make it work and the Sholem bias and being mechabed her. And Shimshon, who was an expert statesman on trying to explain to the Plishtim that they got to behave. He was very good at this, and he understood the lay of the land and the politics over here. For some reason, this process, everything's completely gone. Why? The Pesach starts off that there was a lady, and is the word that tells you, just like the money blinded her, the Vayev, even though that's a mitzvah rabba, there's a chiv to get married. Apparently, wrong lady. That's the issue over here. And it's going to get the worst before it gets better, and he's going to give the first answer. We're not going to get to the Messiah Sharm now, Mitzvah Shem, next week.